TGV age is not a limit. You have already experienced that on couple of occasions. One when we hosted Hansika Tyagi for our 225th episode, and number two, uh, recently we hosted Asini Lakshmi Narayan uh, for our 350th episode. So they both were like 17 and 14 years respectively. And today we are joined by Asia's youngest data scientist, Siddharth Pilli, and he is the second youngest speaker on the Guiding Voice platform. And as we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, becoming a data scientist at the age of twelve, here is an exciting twist. Siddharth, get ready for a rapid-fire round of random words. I'll mention a few, and I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response, without without thinking okay. much. And uh, let's dive yes. right in. Here comes the first question: Data. Mongo. Okay. Uh, I think. Okay. Actually, uh, can I change that? Like image, image. Sorry. And uh, next one is invention. I would say PCs. Generally. Okay. Yeah. Future. AI. And uh, book. I'm sure the Open Hammer's book. Movie. Uh, there's this one we call Yeni. He never any game like that. <laughs> okay. And then place. Goa. Food. Biryani. Name. Name. Uh, Gautam. My brother's name. <laughs> okay. And then planet. I think Mars. So, given a chance, would you travel there? Yeah, of course. <laughs> If there is a possibility of safe travel, then definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one. Sports. Cricket. Awesome and Siddhar, thanks uh, for participating in the first rapid fire round. So sportively, really appreciate it. And folks, uh, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value to your life and your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Siddhar, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice platform. And thank you so much for being part of our journey. In fact, we have already done one episode in Telugu, and it is doing really uh, well. And it is nice to you, have you here on the English platform as well. Of course, thank you, sir. Okay, so Siddharth, for the global audience who may not know about you already, I would request you to share your brief elevator pitch or a kind of small introduction. So, uh, so hi everyone. Uh, my name is Siddharth Piri. I'm currently 16 years old, and my I'm currently titled as the Asia's Youngest data scientist right now, mainly because I backed uh, the job role of data scientist when I was twelve uh, years old. So I worked as a a software company as a data scientist when I was twelve years old. That was my first big achievement. Uh, from then, I did so many cool things. I, I worked on so many amazing opportunities. Uh, I worked with IIT Hyderabad as a research engineer along with Professor Vinitan Balasubram. Basically, uh, like he supervised me to build the project. And uh, I also worked with uh, Infinity Learn as a data scientist and a tech company by Sri Jayatunya. I also work with uh, like I'm also working with Triplet in Hyderabad right now as a research engineer where we're trying to uh, solve uh, we're trying to build an app called EDRI, which basically focuses on uh, the post assessment of earthquakes. And recently, I I had I created my own startup called Universes. It's available on universes. App in the internet. 
where we basically created an AI college counselor, where if you need any guidance or if you have any queries towards college counseling, you can ask universities and we'll give you some amazing response. And I also created one app called Notely, which can basically uh, write uh, class notes for you. So it, it basically uses AI and some of GPT and uh, BARD models to generate your class notes. So that's basically uh, a bit about me. And in the meantime, I also did some freelancing where uh, I worked with a US finance-based company to create some uh, trading bots and some automation uh, bots for them. Yeah, it's mostly about me. <laughs> that's quite a lot for a 16-year-old. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you are going to soar heights and uh, you will create a mark for yourself of course you have already done but uh, i'm i'm sure there are a lot of great things on your way and uh, siddharth please share with our audience the top three things that have contributed to your success so far uh i would say one is uh, uh, the curiosity because it, it's hard to imagine that uh, like for me it all started with just a curiosity or curiosity of even trying to understand how uh, apps or games were created and that's basically what led me to just you know backing a job to love data scientists uh, worked on some amazing opportunities did some amazing projects so curiosity is one of them and the next i would say is practice when you do have curiosity and you have that uh, you know you have that passion to learn you need that hard work like you have to just be uh, persistently working on the same thing until you gain that skill so you can create some amazing work so hard work is one thing for me and find persistence and persistence is very important though because you always face obstacles there will be anything out there like i faced obstacles many things that we uh, will have encountering bugs in a project or uh, just dwelling in real life you i always encounter some obstacles but like the persistence behind that it's always like a forward boost of me so i would say these uh, these readings have been a lot in life that's awesome and uh, uh, siddharth can you share with us how your journey as a data scientist began at such a young age basically interested okay. to learn from you what sparked your interest in this field of course so like for the, for me the whole tech career or even understanding technology as a beginning or scratch it all started when i was 7 years old uh, so when i was 7 years old um, i was like super interested into uh, playing games or uh, using apps on my dad's uh, laptop or uh, phone in those days so uh, normally when i used to play these games there is a sort of uh, you know, just question hindering around saying that like i'm playing these games right now i'm, I'm using the apps right now but i didn't exactly have the right sort of understanding of like uh, how these apps or games are created so I asked my dad he told me to do a bunch of research on that uh, I, i did some research i found out that uh, these apps or games which are created or some actually playing or using right now these were created to the concept of programming just a bunch of computational set of instructions actually made this happen so that part of uh, like programming was interesting to me knowing that if there is a problem you can give us a sort of instructions and solve it and you know build something amazing right there so i i saw this huge uh, potential for this whole programming at least it seemed interesting for me to start so i i said i wanted to learn programming and my dad had some already some materials and uh, because he's a software engineer he's automation test engineer so he had some uh, material uh, oh, so yeah so he already had some material on java java available so 
uh, I used to go to YouTube. I used to learn some uh, some simple Java programming out there. There's some internet online resources. I wrote my first Hello World program, and that's the, uh, like that's how the whole uh, programming sort of thing started for me. And from there, uh, I learned some more programming languages like Python, HTML, some more web development frameworks, and uh, but but that was the main uh, spark for me. Hmm. So it all started at the age of seven, and uh, normally people get into playing games or watching some stuff, but you wanted to understand what is actually causing the game to be rendered on the app on the, on the screen, right? So that is quite uh, interesting and really great to know that. And what are some of the exciting projects you have worked on as a data scientist? And uh, could you share some insights into your favorite project and the impact that it had created? So yes, uh, like in these fields of uh, in these fields of just messing around with AI and machine learning, I I created some amazing uh, like amazing projects which were super beneficial and even super fun while creating because I had a chance to work with some amazing people like my friends or uh, some colleagues out there to create stuff. So uh, the one that comes to my mind is my IIT Hyderabad internship project where. There's this, a company called Julie Challenges. It's a Germany-based company. Uh, they basically host um, data challenges where they basically give a problem statement. They give some data to support it and you have to you know, build a model that might solve that specific problem statement. And it's basically like Kaggle. So in my idea about internship, I, I did this data challenge called Leaf Counting where uh, there's a bunch of uh, like images available of plants and you have to create a machine learning model that can predict the number of leaves uh, in, a, in a picture. And uh, I trained an exception uh, exception model for that data, and it scored the uh, 0.68 uh, mean absolute error risk, basically like a, uh, kind of like a loss error. Rate. It understands the accuracy of that model, and that scored me second in the leaderboard. So that, that was like super amazing for me because I got second in the leaderboard and. Uh, my professor Winton Baxter so I was also like super happy about that. So I had well was become amazing for me. And then Triple ID Hyderabad, I worked on my EDR app where I got a chance to work with some amazing people like Baskar, sort of my like sorry, Baskar so my team lead and uh few more uh, colleagues here and there. So I think I, uh, like Triple ID Hyderabad project was also super amazing. But uh, the whole EDR was about uh, you had to do post quick assessments where we have a bunch of data features available with you regarding the structure, the zone of the area. And after computing all those features, of, like using an algorithm, you'll get this one value which ranges from 0 to 1. And that value helps you to understand uh, like on how risk respectable is that specific building to an earthquake. So that's one project that I worked on, which I felt interesting. And a few more would be Universes, one I'm actually a co-founder part of. Universes was like super amazing for me. Because the funny part is I created universes with uh, three of my friends in like one week. So it was just complete grinding the, uh, it was all the summer holidays. In summer holidays, I didn't get a chance to do a lot with much, uh, too much stuff. So me and my friends just grinded for like one week and created universes, like an AI college counselor. And uh, we hit like, uh, like, by, like 800 plus users by today. So I'm super happy with universes. And uh, final would be Notely. And uh, mm-hmm. it basically... Uh, what Notely does, I, I specifically designed it for like Indian students where you can enter your grade, your class, uh, which like educational board you're from and which subject or topic uh, you'll be needing notes for. And when you mm-hmm. click on generate, it'll automatically 
generate notes for you. So note is also available on notely.in right now if anyone uh, wants to use. But I would say these are a few projects which, which are like super cool. Mm. I had a great time working on them as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me move to my next question. How do you approach learning new concepts, new technologies, new skills? Because uh, IT itself is rapidly evolving, right? And especially domain of data science has also evolved so rapidly. And it is still evolving as we speak. So how do you keep yourself up to date and how do you approach learning new technology? Well, most of the time, uh, to be honest, anything I learned until now, either be web development or uh, just making some automation bots here and there. Um, I would say it's all mostly to practice. For me, I learn better when I'm actually uh, like I'm, when I'm actually doing projects because sure, uh, you already have some courses available in internet. Like for example, if I want to learn uh, web development right now, I can go to YouTube and just say, teach me Flask and I'll show some amazing tutorials by some amazing instructors who will explain a uh, Flask like web development framework to me. Like of course, uh, for basic fundamentals, it's amazing, but for me, I learn better when I do projects. So if there is any new technology or if there's anything that's just newly, uh, newly released and I want to explore it, I'll understand the basic, uh, I, I want to understand why it's created, but like what is the main use case of it? Uh, where is it being used right now and how, like, how can I get my hands on that and finally if I think there's something cool or some interesting thing can be done with it I just build a project out of it and when I do these such, like these sets of things I, I can get a grasp on uh, just using this technology more freely or uh, using it for any use case I'll be required as well so mainly just understanding the concept of it understanding why it's created and building a project out of it so these three things uh, for me, you know, just help to get used to any other things like web development, GPT, any other stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. As a young data scientist, how do you see the role of data science in shaping the future of technology and society? Okay. So, uh, so normally, I think data science has already been uh, implemented everywhere we know. Like either be things like um, Amazon using uh, like Amazon using data science for like recommendations of movies and web series or um, in recent days, uh, Gmail is using uh, data science for uh, like classifying spam detection base. So to be honest, we're already, we're already using data science in our life without even noticing it. So in the uh, we're already in the part of saying that data science has already taken most of a, like has solved most of our problems right now. So if I would say anything near future, uh, we'll be gaining more and more data as we go because we're a data-redundant uh, society where we all have devices available right now and the more the people gain these devices the more data usage is going also going to be uh, created over here so with this range of data we can think of uh, new solutions maybe one would be accurate stock price forecasting where we can actually get or we can predict the stock price like super accurate that's one thing this can be for any other investment opportunity be realistic as well uh, another would be maybe uh, health i think in health where now we can uh, we, if we have the right amount of data we can specifically design medicines instead of for a large group of people but only specifically individually for you like of course human body is like super unique so if data science will be super advanced and if we have vast amounts of data on health by then we can design a uh, model that might actually uh, give you specific medicines only designed for your specific body uh, that's going to be one thing and Nothing comes in top of the mind. I think health, stock, and it always depends on data. Wherever we might see vast amount of data rising, I think 
they are essential uh, definitely take over on that but this is what i can think on top of my mind mm-hmm. okay now comes my next question this is more about your future aspirations as a data scientist how do you see yourself contributing to the world through data science in the coming years like i have some cool projects in my mind uh, which i wanted to do and this might uh, most of them are revolved on agriculture and uh, the health tech part of it so the only problem is the data is something which is remaining either in the health or the agriculture side so i'm still trying to see if there's any open source data sets available for me just uh, solve around this problem statement or if i can approach any organization that that might help me uh, that might help me to get this specific data uh, most of my uh, pro- like future projects are oriented to specific agriculture and uh, one would be classification of like cancers and such so these are few interesting things of uh, what either of us a future projects so uh only data would tell me or i can do that but future aspirations uh sure uh, that side and i have few more ideas on building few more ai tools that might benefit students so that's also something i'm working on right now okay that's great and uh, how do you handle the pressure and expectations that come with being a prodigy in your field and an inspiration to many aspiring data scientists a uh, normally if it's a uh, pressure like of course i have to balance my academics and uh, like my professional the whole data science thing as well and i n- never really felt it um, challenging because one my school has uh, my school right my college has always been uh, supportive of what i'm doing right now so uh, this sort of uh, this sort of make it make the whole uh, data science and my uh, actual academics be more flexible so even teachers have coordinated with me on that and uh if it comes to pressure then i would i, I would i don't really say i have any pressure because for me data science is just like any other passion for what other people might have as a passion some might have it as sports we uh, music uh maybe games or it can be anything so for me data science or ai machine learning is the same passion like that so you never really feel a pressure when you're actually doing something you love so that's how it been for me and the <laughs> well said like uh, when you nice. love something like you don't feel like as if you are working right so the, nice. which means our passion drives us uh, that's great and we had an incredible conversation so far it's now time to add some more excitement to the episode and uh, get ready siddharth as we dive into a series of intriguing rapid fire questions the second round yes. to spice up yes, the episode sir. further and if you are ready let's yes. dive in <laughs> let's wait <laughs> okay here comes the first question If data science were an animal, what would it be and why? Uh, normally, uh, I would say third, uh, a t- tortoise or something. Uh, normally, this is one we call Kung Fu Panda, where you have a feist uh, tortoise, actually predict stuff and stuff. And, but the problem is that tortoise is also like super slow. So the way how I, I would think of data science is like sure you can create some amazing stuff, you can do some predictive analytics, and data science is also like super useful com- companies out there. but it's it also sucks when you have to do training part of it because they training uh, like uh, training an algorithm on data like takes a, a large amount of time and it also depends on your hardware specifications for example if i have uh, an nvidia titan or something sure i can train a regression model in like 2 minutes i think if i wanted to but it also differs that if i if i want to train a model on my laptop data which is it's not bad i'm, I'm using a a p6420 right as an nvidia gpu so it might take some time but its the results are worth it so 
like <laughs> a, a tortoise is something that we think of as data science <laughs> good one and what is one thing you are really bad at that you wish you were better at let's say uh, comments in my code uh, normally uh, when you're programming you specifically need to place comments in your code so uh it'll make that sort of uh, the block of code more understandable like when you revisit your code but i have this bad habit that i just write some code um, sometimes the code is bad but it still works i just leave it like that and i forget to update it so when i come back after like 2 to 3 weeks uh, it seems completely new to me because i don't really understand what's happening here so comments on my code is uh, sort of a really bad habit of mine and i have to start uh, adding it but uh, it just became what it is until now so Okay, great. <laughs> Moving to the next one. Uh, describe yourself in one word. Uh, exploring. Um, exploring is the one word because mm. I feel like uh, there's never. Uh, I don't even think I haven't just come close mm. to understanding it. Even computers are there because there's all these new new things coming to learn. There's mm. quantum computing right now. There's one new GPT. There's like new things every day is coming out right now. So. If yeah. there, uh, not even technology, just a concept which I might find interesting. Uh, I just want to uh, like read more into it. Recently, uh, nuclear physics and quantum physics is something I'm super interested in, and I'm researching mm. a bit more on that. So I'll say mm-hmm. exploring is number one. Okay, and if you could give a TED talk on any non-data science topic, which topic would you choose? Uh, I would say space. Uh, like yeah, like I was, I was talking about physics, but space seems like a super interesting for me because. uh as just being in this huge universe like uh, like the thing is like there might be multiverse out there it might be paradoxical like space in itself is like super cool to learn so if there is a dead outside i would have given i just talked bunch about multiverses where the possibility of having infinite number of universes to be existing just like earth so i think that's one topic i would like to talk about okay Great, and uh, here comes my next one. If you could use data science to predict any future event, what would you want to predict? That would be dependent on the data, but uh, if if there is, uh, if there, if I can get, um, I would say Bitcoin or something because Bitcoins have always been a uh, super interesting. Like in twenty twelve, I I think the value was so low that. Everyone is just giving bitcoins for free out there, but now it's like super increased and volatile right now. So, if there is a way I can understand the concepts behind Bitcoin and actually get a chance to predict that, it will be like amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? This is hard actually. Uh, I would say um, invisibility. Uh, actually, I would say uh, controlling the time because. The thing is, I'm uh, super negligent with a whole time as a concept itself. So, if I did have a chance to control anything, uh, as a super power, time would be so. I can just rewind back, uh, rewind back to a past where I might have regretted some decisions, and I would just change that. So, like I don't know, like time is a super power. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Last one is like if you. What is a fantasy gadget or an electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? Fantasy gadget. Uh, fantasy gadget. Actually, uh, like a, I know, like a VR has already been in a lot of development right now. I think Meta is doing a bunch of research on trying to make this whole meta metaverse as a thing coming to, and I feel that is super exciting and it's also dystopian and like super future as well. But 
if there is a way i can make the whole metaverse thing instead of as a bulky item to as a headwear or something and make it more deviant something more cheaper that would actually work as naturally vr headset or something i want to make that like some super simple camera that might actually work as a met like a, a metaverse tool or something i don't know it seems like a cool idea because right now these vr headsets or something they're like uh, like lacks of focus right now and there's a way where uh, we can probably make the whole vr as an item cheaper and provided fathers so we can actually make a real life meta real life working model of metaverse where everyone can actually use it so i think mean, that's a catch that hopefully like create okay uh, this has been great conversation and i love the rapid yes. fire round let's flip back to the yes. mainstream what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to be a data scientist one would be um, just uh, you need like you have to have an uh, a strong understanding of what ai and machine learning is about because before you get into data science you need to have an understanding about why data science was created like why data science is concept right now like why is ai concept why is machine learning created just having a brief understanding about ai and machine learning from scratch so Uh, in course that there's this uh, Stanford professor called Andrew in this machine learning course, and that was my first uh, touch into AI and machine learning as well. So if you're interested in getting into neural data science, just uh, do the Andrew in this machine learning course, understand the basics of AI and ML, and you can start uh, working on your own data. And there's also something called Kaggle where you can uh, participate in competitions, gain some understanding. So. Uh, just like once you come, have some basic scratch understanding about AI and machine learning, just go to Kaggle and uh, start, you know, like solving some problems or some solving solving some problem statements with on some data sets. So I think that's a good like basic advice I can give on that. Okay, and uh, how is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? You know, it, it's amazing actually because the questions were amazing and. Uh, you have some. Uh, I always see some amazing people. You have uh, uh, like amazing people sessions out there as well. Because I I know Hasni previously, so it's cool to see Hasni's uh, Hasni session out there as well. So that's been amazing. Thank you actually for having mm. me. Great and uh, uh, really appreciate your time and also all the wonderful insights that you have shared. And uh, I wish Thanks. you loads of success. And I'm sure the best is yet to come in your journey. Thank you so much Thank uh, you, once again for being part of our journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe, Siddharth. Thank you, sir. Thank you, friends. That was our episode with Siddharth Pili, the Asia's youngest data scientist. And before we dive into the exciting trivia section, here is a small request for you. If you haven't already, we kindly invite you to subscribe to our podcast because by subscribing, you will stay updated with our latest episodes, ensuring you never miss out on the valuable content. and if you have enjoyed this episode and found it beneficial it would be immensely grateful if you could share it with at least three of your friends or colleagues or family members who can also benefit from the guiding voice please spread the knowledge and empower others to learn and grow just like you and your support means the world to us not only will your friends and your acquaintances gain new insights but we will also gain new subscribers allowing us to continue producing valuable content for you and our growing community thank you in advance for your support and let's embark on this journey of knowledge together and now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode today after this uh, enchanting conversation with uh, siddharth pilli i think it is appropriate if you could talk about other young achievers as well and here are a few young achievers 
like at the age of 14 taylor wilson became the youngest person to produce a nuclear fusion reaction in a homemade nuclear fusion reactor he achieved this remarkable feat in 2008 and has and has since continued to pursue advancement in nuclear science and in 2013 15 year old jack andraka won the international science and engineering fair for his development of a ground breaking inexpensive sensor to detect pancreatic ovarian and lung cancer early in their stages blaise pascal a french mathematician and physicist is considered one of the youngest scientific prodigies in the history and he published his first work on projective geometry at the age of 16 and the last fact is geetanjali rao a young scientist from the united states won the time magazine kid of the year in 2020 and at the age of 15 she is known for inventing several devices including a lead detection tool including a lead detection tool a device for detecting opioid addiction and an anti cyberbullying ai solution so folks if you have come across any young achievers please share their details with me and i would love to post them on the platform and that's a wrap for today's episode and we sincerely appreciate you for taking time to tune in and being part of our incredible community we would love to hear from you and uh, your feedback and ideas mean the world to us please don't hesitate to share your topic recommendations and suggestions for guest speakers either through our vibrant social media channels or by dropping us an email at the guiding voice for you at redgmail.com together we can create content that truly resonates with you i'm your host navin samala a dedicated professional and an insatiable learner my mission is to make the world a better place through meaningful conversations that have a lasting impact on your life and also your career stay connected with us as we continue this enlightening journey together and until we meet again take care folks stay inspired and remember the best is yet to come bye for now see you all in the next episode